Welcome to St. Louis on the Air. I'm Sarah Fenske. It's hard to work from home. And harder still to do it when you don't have that home to yourself. Now it's not just the refrigerator calling. It's also your partner distracting you, annoying you, getting in your space. My two guests today were sharing space with their partners even before the pandemic sent so many workers home. And they've found a way to make it work without bloodshed. So we're thinking maybe we should listen to them. First is Haley Huffine. She's a a designer and editor at McClatchy. And she works from home alongside her boyfriend, who is a musician. So Haley, welcome to the show. Haley, are you there? Um, It sounds like Haley is not there. Well, let's go to our second guest. Our second guest is Nicole Fink. Uh, She's a stay-at-home mom in Lafayette Square. And even before the pandemic sent workers home, her husband John shared her space as he worked remotely for a medical supply company. Uh, Nicole, welcome to the show. Hi. Thanks, Sarah. So everybody in America is trying to co-work even while they cohabitate. Do you feel like the rest of America is getting a little taste of your life before the pandemic? For sure. Um, I think everyone's kind of trying to figure out what works for them right now. And so then for you, um, you know, you had this situation where you and your husband had gotten used to both being in the same space. But his business, uh, you know, dealing with medical supplies, he's got to be busier than ever at the same time your older child is home from school now. So how much have your routines been disrupted? So things are definitely not business as usual. Um, Things have definitely changed um, with me trying to do schoolwork with my kindergartner um, and then trying to occupy my three-year-old while I'm working on schoolwork with her. So that has definitely changed. Um, In terms of sharing our space, that hasn't changed too much. So did you guys carve out separate areas of the house back before the pandemic when there were three of you um, at home during the day? Yeah, my husband has an office in the basement. Um, He does work kind of throughout the house just for a change of scenery. Usually he's going to coffee shops and trying to get work done at different places sometimes. So that that is a, a change for us. And usually I'm taking my son to the zoo or other places. So he gets a little bit more space around the house. Um, but we do have kind of a designated space for him um, most of the time. And I'm kind of on, we have a playroom for the kids. So usually my son and I are hanging out in the playroom. So you've got the ability to go to separate quarters. It's just getting a little harder right now because, as you say, he can't just go to a coffee shop. Do you ever hit that point where you're like, I just need this person out of my space? You know, we we do okay. I don't think I'm ever, like, kick, we're, we're ever kicking each other out. Um, we've kind of learned if my husband has uh, something important, like a work call that he, you know, needs to talk on, um, he needs to not be in the kitchen Um, because the kids and I are kind of living our lives and we're not going to, it's impossible to keep a six-year-old and a three-year-old quiet during a work call. So if he needs real space to concentrate, then he needs to go in the basement. We've kind of figured that out. You've learned that long before the extra kid uh, joined the menagerie. Uh, Well, so we're talking to Nicole Fink, and she's a stay-at-home mom in Lafayette Square, and she and her husband have sort of mastered the art of sharing their space. We want to hear from you. What is the hardest thing about working from home, and what are some ways that you have managed to figure out routines where you're not ready to kill your partner? Give us a call at 314-382-8255. That's 382-TALK. Or you can send us a tweet at STL on air, or you can 
email us at talk at stlpublicradio.org. Now, Nicole, I understand you have also added a new wrinkle into this because, you know, being in a pandemic, it's not hard enough in and of itself. You guys also adopted a dog. We did. We just got a puppy uh, a week ago. So we are outside with the dog a lot right now. So how is that working out? I mean, does that add a level of noise or a level of chaos to this trying to stay in separate quarters and, and trying to respect each other's space? Um, it probably has added a little bit more chaos to our lives. Um, but it's been nice to that we're all home to kind of train this puppy. Yeah, good for the puppy, even if not yeah. necessarily good for anyone else, right? Right. <laughs> um, so our second guest today, uh, I understand that she is actually back on the line, that we've gotten through those those uh, phone difficulties we were having. Uh, Haley Hafines, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Now, Haley, you're a designer and editor at McClatchy. Um, I understand you made the decision to start working from home a year ago, completely unrelated to the coronavirus. Uh, what made you decide to do that? Well, I was commuting a lot from where I live in South City, St. Louis, to Belleville, Illinois. Um, the commute itself was taking a toll um, kind of on who I was seeing um, and who I was living with and um, getting to spend time with my, my pets. So I decided to make the move from um, the newsroom to home, and my workplace makes it very easy to make that adjustment. So um, once I decided to do that, it's been smooth sailing from from there. So McClatchy, they published the Belleville News Democrat. Um, and so they were able to yes. just have you work remotely. I, I don't think of newspapers as being something where you can easily just, just do your thing from home, but it sounds like it was pretty seamless. Yeah, they made it very easy. And because my particular position is separate from the actual newsroom, um, I work explicitly with print production. Um, they said that I could make that move from home um, and, and work you know, work at home and and uh, do what I needed to do in the uh, you know at home instead of going to a newsroom. Hmm. Now, part of what we wanted to talk to both you and Nicole about today is the idea not just of of working from home and not having an office to go to, but also working from home when someone else is working from home. So, how has that worked yes. out for you and your boyfriend? So, my boyfriend uh, before the the pandemic, you know, he is always outside of the home because he's a Postmates driver. He uh, does Instacart. He's also a Lyft driver. So he was mostly out of the home while I was staying at home doing the work. And he would, you know, pretty much work a, you know, start his day at five o'clock in the morning and probably come home around nine o'clock at night. So uh, we would hardly see each other but now with the the pandemic going on we definitely see each other a lot more because he has made the decision to stay home for his health and mine Mm -hmm. um but he also is a musician so he keeps himself relatively busy in his own office at home so we actually i feel like it's almost kind of like before because we stay pretty separate doing Mm -hmm. our own work so you're able to have separate parts of the house and, and you're not so much interacting with each other um, when you're in the middle of your workday? Yes, exactly. I have my office downstairs and he has a space upstairs as well as um, some space out in the garage that he works out of. So we kind of see each other when he's passing through the house doing whatever he's doing and, you know, and I'm in my office. So, Nicole, this sounds like there's some similarities to what you've got there. Maybe the the key that you guys are able to sort of provide this advice on how to do that is that you have created these separate zones. Yeah, I think when we first started 
the staying home together. I've been a stay-at-home mom now for three and a half years. Um, when I first started, I had this idea that we would have lunch together every day and we would, you know, take a walk in the afternoon sometimes. And there are definitely days that we do that, but um, it it has... I can't rely on his schedule, and we kind of have to have our own schedules. And if they coincide and we're able to have lunch together one day, great. But I can't really rely on his schedule to open up at the same time every day. And I try to keep it, you know, pretty consistent with the kids. We try to have a pretty consistent routine. Haley, do you ever um, end up having a lunch with your partner during the workday? You know, he's really good about making me uh, dinner and lunch during my shift. Oh, um, wow. That's a good he, man. Yeah, he yeah he volunteers to do that because he has, especially now, has a bit more time to do that. Um, because of my work, I spend probably eight hours in front of a cu- computer, you know, a day. So I have a hard time finding time to get up and going to make myself a meal. So, yeah, he's pretty good about, you know, volunteering to make me meal. So I'm very lucky in that aspect. That is nice. And then do you sit there and, and eat it together or you're continuing to work right through that lunch period? Um, I'll sit there and work, but he, um, he'll he sit there in the living room and sometimes he'll put on a movie or something. And um, I don't mind, uh, you know, a lot of background noise while I'm working because that just is how a loud newsroom is. And I'm kind of used to that. So he'll watch a movie and eat the dinner and, you know, I'll sit there and I'll I'll eat the dinner and work. So that's kind of how our system has been for Hmm. the last year. And so that doesn't bother you at all. I feel like you might be a more understanding um, significant other than some people would be. Why are you watching a movie in my home office? Not at all. Right. Right. I don't mind it at all. Now, Nicole, you mentioned to our producer that when you and your husband made the decision to stay at home, you'd feel a little guilty during those moments when, say, he might come upstairs from working in the basement and see that you were watching TV, maybe while you were folding the laundry or, you know, doing something else. But that was something that you got over. Um, What helped you understand, yeah, there's no problem with me taking these little breaks during the day? Um, You know, actually, it I voiced it to my husband. I said, I feel guilty. You, you caught me. Um, you caught me taking a break. And he's like, that, he said, that's okay. I don't work. The, you know, I'm working eight hours a day or however long, but I'm not working consistently every second. There are times I'm checking Twitter or doing something else. Um, he's like, you're allowed to have a break just like I'm allowed to have a break. So I think just kind of that mutual communication, that understanding that we're all allowed to have breaks sometimes. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good reminder during this time. Um, we heard from one of our listeners, um, I believe via Facebook, Chelsea writes, I think the biggest adjustment to working from home is creating a space that you can focus in. I found myself trying out different areas of the house that felt right. Turns out I work my best when I'm right next to a window in the corner of my room. I also need two screens, so I found an old 24-inch TV I used to have in my college dorm room, and I use that as my second monitor. It's all about getting creative and making sure your space is right. Haley, did you find yourself having to do some adjustments after you came home that it it took you a while to find uh, that perfect space? Yeah, before I made uh, the transition from the newsroom to my home, I definitely try, I walked through the house and I try to figure out which rooms would be the best for me. I'm very much like a like that reader, Chelsea, I believe her name was, uh, I have to have a window. I have to have something to look out of um, because I just, I need, sometimes I do need to take breaks and just kind of look out and look away from the computer screen. Um, 
so yeah, I I definitely had to figure out what's going to be the best system for me, what's going to be the most comfortable, because comfort is a huge thing for me since I am sitting down in front of a computer for eight hours. Um, and so it did take a while, but once I did find a, a system that worked, I, I definitely have found that it's the most productive way for me to work. Now, Haley, I know that you told us that you originally feared working from home, that you might be isolated or that it would, it would be hard to maintain a good work-life yes. balance. How were you able to overcome those concerns? Yeah, so I was just afraid of bringing my work literally into <laughs> my home um, and working from home. Um, I didn't want to make my space where I'm away from work into something that's all about work. But I have learned that once I log out at the end of the day, at the end of my shift, that that I'm done for the day. And so I had to tell myself that once I turn that computer off, I can wipe my hands and I can go about doing what I need to do around the home without thinking about, you know, going back into work. Um, And so it took a lot of mental um, preparation, a lot of, you know, telling myself that, you know, this is your workspace now, this is where you're working, but this is also your home, and it doesn't have to, um, you don't constantly have to be working all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just think once I made, you know, made that note in my head that I was able to separate the two. Mary Rose writes on our St. Louis on the Air Facebook page. She says, I started my work from home adventure in another state back in 2011. I got a brief respite back here with a short-lived job with benefits only to be let go in January of 2017. I'm still chronically unemployed or underemployed. She notes, it would be harder to work for pennies when next door neighbors are mowing lawns right out my window. I'll say that much. Nicole, as you transitioned from working outside of the home to um, being at home with your with your children, um, how much do you find yourself paying more attention to what your neighbors are up to and being annoyed at them the way that in an office we might be annoyed at our coworkers? You know, honestly, um, as a stay-at-home mom, I feel like I am probably more interested in my neighbors because I don't, I'm not interacting with friends, you know, my previous, like in previous jobs, I was interacting with coworkers. And now I, I'm kind of reaching out to any adult that is home. I'm like, oh, hi, hi, neighbor. Um, so I came up with this group of stay-at-home mom friends in the neighborhood, um, and we get together a lot, and it's nice to have that that um, interaction during the day, during normal times. Um, obviously, we're not getting together during a pandemic. Um, so in normal circumstances, I'm much more interested in what my neighbors are doing because I'm just looking for some connections. So neighbors have been just a lifeline in the same way that yeah. for those of us in offices, we look forward to um, hanging out and, and shooting the breeze with our neighbors. You can uh, shooting the breeze with our coworkers. You do that with your neighbors. Exactly. Haley, do you ever find like lawnmowers or neighbors' pets that you're like, wow, I just I can't deal with this. Um, actually, no. I'm able to really tune all of that out when I when I'm sitting down to work. I get so like hyper focused that, you know, somebody could be mowing right outside my window and I would not notice. Um, the only thing that really distracts me is I have a dog mm-hmm. who bark at everything. So if he starts getting... 
I think we just lost Haley, but it sounds like her dog um, is a bit of a problem, and I think a lot of work-from-home people could attest to that right now. Uh, We also heard from a listener on Twitter who commented, I'm laughing at the concept of having multiple rooms in the house to choose from to create a good workspace, and and that's certainly a real challenge, I think, in apartments or um, even a studio apartment. That really makes things difficult. Um, Well, we want to thank our guests for joining us today to to talk through um, some of their working from home tips. And I'm sorry to say, I think Haley Haley Huffines, that we've lost her again, but she joined us and talked about working for McClatchy Publishing. And Nicole Fink, I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Sarah. And uh, good luck to you and your family and uh, your husband as, as he's working on these medical supplies. We appreciate that. Thank you. This is St. Louis on the Air on St. Louis Public Radio, 90.7 KWMU. Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com.